Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's show, the one-third planning rule. Part one. Here we go. Well, you know what I really loved? I loved sitting in my office. You know, it's probably five o'clock on a Friday evening, and I've only got like maybe three or four hours before I go the work home. to do. Right. right. <laughs> and my boss hands me something to do. That's due Monday morning. Yeah. And he had it for the last week. <laughs> and yeah. All of a sudden, his lack of planning is now my crisis. Right. Yeah, this happens all the time on Wall Street. We, we hear that all the time. Managing directors hold on to stuff to the last minute because they know they can't get your time. So, yeah, we'll wait until the last minute. And then, by definition, it's urgent. So, you have to do what I want you to do. Yeah. And, and then he tells me, of course, that, well, it, I gave it to the last minute because I, I just been really struggling with this for the last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't really know what to do with it. But now I don't have any choice. I have to give it to yeah, you, I'm, right? I've given up. <laughs> so, here it is. Have fun. Yeah. We'll see you Monday. Yeah. Right? The, the, the only problem with that is that in all humor, there is truth, right? I mean, it's funny, but it's funny because it's true. Lots of bosses are totally inconsiderate with thinking about how much time they need to think about something versus how much time their directs need to actually do something. The fact is, your team wants to know now, when you get a requirement or a job or a project or a new tasking, that they're going to be involved in. They do not want you to wait one second longer than you have to to tell them. And they surely don't want you to wait until you're about to go home or they're about to go home. Right. But it doesn't mean that they have to turn it over to me immediately, right? They hear from their boss. They have something big going on. It's not like they have to tell me like right then and there. There's some reasonable amount of time that they can use to think about it. Well, yeah, I think the vast majority of managers have no thought process about how to do this, and that's what this cast is about. But I think an awful lot of managers today think that waiting the last minute is okay because I'm busy, and an awful lot of managers think, let me just give it to them immediately without any guidance. Uh, and then, of course, I've got to check their work on the backside totally. So, yeah, bosses want time to think things through. They don't want to assign something. Some bosses don't want to assign something and discover that – an hour's worth of their thinking would have saved 50 man hours of work. So it does make sense to spend some time getting things right and thinking through the issues. And the, what it boils down to is what's the balance rather than saying there are no rules and I make it up as I go along. There's got to be some simple rules. Well, you know, who's right. Is it the manager that he wants more time or is it the direct who says all things being equal? We like more time. And the answer is both are. Both are right. And the way to manage your responsibility as a manager is to follow the one-third planning rule. It's pretty simple. This cast has five parts. Um, the first part is we're going to describe what the one-third planning rule is. Some of you know it because we've mentioned it before, but we're going to explore it in great detail in this, in this podcast. And the one-third planning rule says take one-third of the time between the, the moment you get the tasking or the work or the project, and when it's due, one-third is for you. Uh, and the remaining two-thirds is for the rest of the organization beneath you. Now, in terms of planning, you only consider, point two is you only consider one level down in your planning. You don't try to figure out all the levels. You only worry about you and your directs. Hopefully, it's obvious, you don't automatically 
assume the entire first third is yours. If you can do your work in less time, do so. Let's try to make things important rather than urgent. Uh, and look, if it's a really big thing, point four is we want you to consider using a warning order where you say, hey, look, I'm going to be working on something, but you should know in three or four or five or six or 10 or 20 days, you're going to get a whole bunch of taskings about this. Be ready for it. That's called a warning order. And then the last point is hold your managers to the same standard you do. Uh, in other words, if you're going to use the one-third planning rule, don't let your managers beneath you fritter away the remaining two-thirds and hold on to hold on to their tasking until the very last minute and then make their folks go through hoops. Makes sense. Okay. So tell me at a high level, what is the one-third planning rule? Well, look, it's not complicated. I mean, it's easy You're to You're telling me it's like something like the manager gets one-third of the time for their planning or something like that. Yeah, it might be something like something you get like one that. third of the time. <laughs> Wait, no, it's more complicated. It's one third of the integral of X DX. <laughs> yeah, someday there's going to be calculus when it comes to managing people. But Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll just leave that for Harvard Business Review. Look, it isn't complicated. It's just a rule of thumb. It is not ironclad, folks. It is a rule of thumb. It is a way to get you started thinking about your planning and your workload and your organization's workload to give you a rough idea of what's reasonable for you to do relative to what your team needs to do. When you become aware of new work for your team, the maximum amount of time you should spend on planning, delegating, assigning, teaching, or organizing that work is one-third of the time between now and the work's deadline. Okay, so let me say that again, okay? For those of you with premium content, we're going to put an orange box around the one-third planning rule. When you become aware of new work for your team, the maximum amount of time you should spend on planning, delegating, assigning, teaching, or organizing that work is one-third of the time between now and the work's deadline. Okay. Now, look, there are two main reasons why we recommend the one-third rule. Look, first, folks, it's, it, it's not rocket science. It keeps the average manager from overmanaging the preparation of work for their directs or their team of directs or whatever at the expense of the time their directs actually need to do the work. We've seen far too many managers, Mike and I both have, who think that by doing a lot of planning, by careful consideration of delegation levels, of balancing various factors to determine who to assign the work, and then developing that guidance and thinking about how to communicate that guidance and prepping a slide deck with key executive insights to make it as easy as possible from whoever is going to be delivering the work that the directs ends up with, what ends up happening is the directs end up with far too little time to, again, actually do the work. And folks, this is overmanaging. I, I, I could actually take a different tack and say it's actually undermanaging, but we're going to call it overmanaging. And it's frustrating for our directs. We see this a lot in high C perfectionist managers and in high S managers who want to protect their people. You know, the high C wants to overplan. Um, doing all the thinking for the directs, I can just make it a series of robotic tasks. Or that high-ass manager wants to protect their directs who are just so busy that it's best if the manager do every little bit of big picture stuff first. Directs generally just don't need that level of help, folks. They don't. This is a win-lose proposition for the manager and his or her team. The manager wins by thinking they're adding value, though a lot of times they're really not. You and I both know that. 
but the team loses the time they might have liked to have had to get the actual work done. The second reason we recommend it is that it keeps the average manager, the ma- average manager who's only average because he's so, quote, busy, unquote, right? Uh, for some reason in, in the modern world, we have created busyness as a proxy for effectiveness. And so few people think about effectiveness very much that busyness is supposed to take the place of it. It's really a bad, bad thing. But anyway, the average busy manager sets something aside because that needs to be thought through. And I'm really busy right now, but it's not due right now. And then what they do after they set it aside to be thought about is they don't think about it and they delay getting into their team with or without thinking about it. I've done it. I know a lot of the rest of you have done it. Too many of us get too busy and we don't pass the work along. And in the end, our team gets less time to deal with it and we haven't added any value at all. This is actually a lose-lose situation. The previous one also, by the way, is a lose-lose. It's just the manager who wants to spend time working on things thinks of it as a win-lose when it's really not. So that's it. I mean, you take one-third of the time. So if you have a month, if it's 20 work days, you only get six of those. Let me ask a question. Is it... um let me just use an extreme example. Let's say it's an 18, 18 month project. I get six months to think about it, to plan it, or is it more one third of the time to say the next deliverable? So there's an intermediate deliverable somewhere. Yeah, I, I suppose it depends. Generally speaking, if there's deliverables that require, if it's a large project, an 18 month project is pretty darn big. Yeah. Um, and there's an, there, there's a deliverable that you can't deliver, then you owe guidance on that deliverable in one third of the time. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, okay. That's good. Yeah. To think about it. So, so if you think that there's, there's eight months worth of work. And so in other words, the 18 month project is, is really, you know, b- before it starts, it's actually 10 months, then you actually only get three months. And and frankly, that's a, a pretty extreme example because it implies that you could actually add value in six months. And we'll talk about it later, but obviously at that point, you'll probably be including your directs. But generally speaking, we're talking about deliverables and you wouldn't want to eat up one third of an 18 month period of time with planning. If in fact, at the end of that one third in six months, they're going to actually be deliverables. If it's an 18 month project and there are <laughs> there's no months, deliverables for 18 months, then yeah, okay, yeah, exactly. Problem. And there's, <laughs> the, the, yeah, exactly. Then by, by definition, the moment your project isn't done, it's going to be delayed by 18 months. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> one of your tasks is going to be 18 months long. But, but that said, if it's 16 months worth of work, then you really only have two months and you get one third of that. So somewhat less 40 days, one third of 40. What's one third of 40? 13. Um, you get 13 days to actually give guidance. Okay. So let's make it clear. Give me a couple examples. I think that might help folks. Sure. Okay. So look, let's say you're a manager in technical operations, not that you've ever actually done that. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> We're going to say that you manage a group of um, uh, hardware and systems experts and they support the IT infrastructure at your firm. Okay. And if you do that kind of job, you're you're a god. You're just yeah, that's, that's right. Really yeah. hard, and you got to be really smart. <laughs> Soon you'll be Mike. <laughs> Unfortunately for you, you'll have me as a partner. And well, yeah. okay, <laughs> maybe you don't want to get promoted there. after. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so it's Wednesday morning. Your boss has just told you that an internal customer wants a new network set up 
and it's an internal customer again, wants a new network set up to support a new business intelligence team of five folks that is going to be staffed up. And he needs the plan and a budget for the plan by next Friday. Okay? Okay. So, by our math, by my math, if I'm the manager, I have eight days until I have a deliverable to my boss. Okay? So, that means I'm counting today, which is Wednesday, and Thursday and Friday. That's three days, and then five days next week. I've got until the end of day next Friday. Okay? One-third of eight is 2.66. We generally round down. So, that means whatever work. Yeah, I know. I just, I just lost it two-thirds of a day. All Killing right. me smalls. Okay. Yeah. Round down. <laughs> that means that whatever work I need done by my team, I've got to tell them by the end of the day this week, Thursday. Okay? We counted Wednesday, so that means Tomorrow, when Thursday is day two. Now, look, if you want, well, I, you know, fine. There are going to be people who sharpshoot the math on this and say, well, let's play around with the days and let's not count this day or let's count that day. Fine, folks, do that if you want. You'd be surprised how well this math works in all kinds of situations. But if you want to choose to not count Wednesday as one of the days, we could assume you're going to have to present first thing Friday as well. So you wouldn't count Friday as an available day. I'm talking about a Friday week, in other words, a week from now. Now we're saying there's only six available days for our rule of thumb calculation. One third of six is, let's, let me just double check here real quick. Oh yeah, it's two. (laughs) (laughs) And since we're counting, uh, we're starting counting on Thursday, that means you have until Friday, the close of business to assign the necessary work. But really, changing that kind of assumption is not terribly material in terms of your outcome. The important idea here is that you don't wait until Monday or Tuesday to assign some work to one of your team members and then only give them 24 or 48 hours to do something when you knew roughly a week ago that they'd have to do it. Okay, so that's one. Well, let me just give you that's one example, okay? Let's expand it. Let's make it a little bit bigger, okay? You're a customer support director. You're responsible for Europe and the Middle East and Asia, EMEA, okay? One of your firm's international clients is expanding into Asia, and you have been given a month to create a budget for your boss to present to that client in terms of what it's going to cost for you guys to extend support into Asia, okay? Okay. Now, you support all of customer operations, and you have a team of three people who do nothing but budgets for you to do that. And they're good. So you're likely to add not a whole lot to their workload. I mean, basically, they're good at budgeting. You're going to assign this directly to them. And they're going to do most of the work. You're going to oversee it. But it's not going to require a great deal of work on your part. Okay. That's kind of an interesting aside to make the story sound cooler. Okay. (laughs) All right. So let's assume for a month. So the solution to this is let's assume the month has 20 working days. And folks, we don't ever count weekend days. Your company may be different. If you want to count them, that's fine. But if you count them, that means you assume people are getting a full workday out of that. So 20 working days, you have one third of that time, or you have 6.66 days to get guidance to your directs about work they'll have to do. So we round down. That means you've got six days. Now, look, it's a rule of thumb. So if you wanted to take seven days, that's not the end of the world. On the other hand, the longer the time you have for deliverable, the less relevant a portion of a day really is. You know, if the month had 22 working days, you're only going to get one more day for yourself using the one-third planning rule. 
And in this case, since you're likely to add little, you could choose to take less than your time, which we'll talk about here in a minute. That's a recommendation we will add. And you can get it to your direct in four to five days. And that would give you time to start thinking about it, put an hour or two on your calendar to, for tomorrow or the next day to, to plan things. And then you'd be able to come up with some guidance and what I would like to call commander's intent for your budget, folks. So you're only going to take six days and your folks are going to get the next 14, which is nearly three full weeks, to work on this particular situation. Let me give you one more. Today's Monday. You're a consulting team lead serving two different clients with three analysts who report directly to you. Your firm does accounting, let's say, cost control consulting, okay? You're on site with one or both of your corporate clients on any given day. You report to a partner in your firm who got the business, but she's not involved in the day-to-day delivery. You are the minder of this client. For those of you who don't know, in consulting, there's an old, it's sort of a hoary uh, way of thinking about the business, but there are three types of people in the consulting business, finders, minders, and grinders. Finders are generally partners who go get the business, and they're paid for that. They're like salespeople although they don't think of themselves as sales. McKinsey's famous for saying, McKinsey doesn't make sales pitches. We just convince people that they should use us. And then minders, people who tend to manage client relationships and sometimes get involved in the details, but often don't. And then grinders, the people who actually churn out the work that the consulting firm. Yeah, that's the bad job, right? <laughs> yeah, well, it's a bad job, but it's an entry-level job. It, you know, If you're a college graduate or an MBA, you might very well become a grinder for a couple of years to learn about the value proposition that your client, your company makes to clients. Okay, so basically, the partner, all she needs from you is a monthly update. She trusts you, okay? Your client has just sent you an email saying, hey, we need to redo the accounting forecast for next quarter. There's a chance we're going to divest the home products division. We're going to sell it. They're going to sell it or spin it off or something. And the executives want to know the impact of that on the top and the bottom line of the division. I need this tomorrow, Wednesday morning, first thing. And then he backtracks and says, okay, fine. I need it Wednesday morning, first thing. Now, some of you are thinking, I know this will break down at a lower level. So that's why I wrote this scenario. No matter how you can't de- count days here, you're not going to end up with more than three, right? You're getting this Monday and the things do Wednesday. So the most time you're going to get for yourself is all of Monday. Now, look, if you feel you're going to need to review your team's work, maybe you're going to give them a deadline to you of COB Tuesday, COB close of business. And that means the most generous planning is that you'll have less than a day. So, folks, that's why, as a a subtle addendum to this rule, when deadlines are three days or less, you don't necessarily have to round down. And if you'd like, you can choose to count hours rather than days. Now, look, we don't recommend always counting hours. You're going to find that you start counting hours when you consider eight or ten hours in a day. Days simply become smaller numbers that are easier to divide by three. You're not going to gain any wonderful benefit by counting hours rather than days and having a bigger denominator. If it's a 20-day deliverable and you want to multiply that by 10 and come up with 200 hours, you'll find the math tends to work out about the same all the time. Counting hours is an unnecessarily fine measurement that frankly might convince you that this is a science rather than the art we're trying to suggest it is by calling it a rule of thumb. 
if you start to use our planning guidance here and you always use ours, <laughs> I, I hate to say this. <laughs> I, I bet you like the I, I bet you like the TV show Big Bang Theory, and you think those guys are really smart, and you count the number of strokes you make with your toothbrush every night. Doesn't everybody? Yeah, yeah. I know. I do. You do. I do. I mean, oh, look. That ought to be a manager tool. It's basic. Count your brush strokes. <laughs> of course. But look, if you decided to count your hours here, you could say, hey, it's 9 a.m. I've got nine hours left in the day today, and I've got 10 more hours tomorrow, right? Okay, you want to argue with us about hours, fine, but it's really not going to make that much difference. So 19 hours, assume you want to look at the work, uh, look at their work Tuesday night before you turn it into your boss Wednesday morning, your partner Wednesday morning. Or even if you don't want to look at it, but you just don't want them working past six o'clock at night. If you assign a deadline at 10 o'clock at night, folks, I promise they're going to put it off or they won't get it to you at six o'clock so they can go home. They'll think, uh, well, we have to get it to them by 10. Let's work until 10 to get it right. Well, at 19 hours, you only get six of those hours and you got to come up with your guidance by 3 p.m. on Monday. That's what it boils down to. And then your folks get the rest of their Monday whenever they go until whatever they go home and all of Tuesday to get the work done. That's the way you deal with the one-third planning rule. Okay, but I think it's a little bit more complicated than that. The, the math gets oh. complicated at least. Wait, right? wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Real quick, Mike. I, I just want to double check something. A high I just gave you a general guidance, high DII. And now the high C is saying it might be more complicated than that. Newsflash. 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 Oh, my God. Of so, course it is. Oh, <laughs> dogs and cats together. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so let me push your high eye brain feel, just a little bit. Feel, yeah. Am I going to have to do math? If, if I have to do math, I'm going to fail. I know this. I know this is dangerous territory, folks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Humor me. This, this oh, cast well, okay, end. but wait, wait, time out. What are the chances that somebody's going to sharpshoot or quibble with our math? The chances. I mean, literally, what's the probability? The probability? <laughs> I'm a high C, so I can't say 100% because nothing's ever 100%. Right, it's right. got to be 99.99%. But it is marginally 100%, right? Marginally, yeah. It's going to yeah, happen. Yeah. Okay, good. All right, go ahead. I guarantee you. If I have an organization that that's, has three or four levels in it, right, doesn't isn't it get a little bit complicated because I get a third, but then the subordinate manager gets a third, and then the subordinate manager then yeah. gets a third, 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 third. So don't I have to kind of figure all that out to make sure that the folks at the bottom are going to have enough time? I mean, if everybody takes a third, there's nothing left at the bottom. Yeah, uh, newsflash again. We have we have two newsflashes in one in one show. In that you're actually suggesting that you're going to get to a level where you have three or four people, three or four levels beneath you. I mean, oh wait, that's right, that happened to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. This is the first pushback or question that people have when they're trying to get their arms around this idea, and the answer is no. You take a third of the time and the two thirds that's remaining goes to your, to your directs and all of their directs. Whether you have a hundred layers beneath you or two layers beneath you, it doesn't matter. You only consider one level down in your math. And some people, this will be hard to understand. No matter where you are in the organization, no matter how many levels of the organization this tasking has to travel to, two or five or 20. And no matter how much time there is a lot to a lot to everybody, you only worry about your time and your direct's time or your directs and their organization's time. And you only take one third of the time you know there is between now and whenever the deliverable is. 
Now, look, it's easy to get confused when you start thinking about yourself four levels up, say, from someone who might actually have to do the work, a budget analyst or a consulting specialist or whatever. Yeah, and as you pointed out, my confusion is the fact that I I might ever get that accomplished that I have four levels beneath. You're nice to let me poke. You're nice to let me poke fun at you. You totally have to ignore multiple levels beneath you. Even if your directs have to push it further down the organization, you get one third of the time, and your directs get two thirds. If it helps, remember that your directs will use the time remaining. And only take one third of that. Now, for those of you math mavens, that means they'll get one third of the remaining two thirds, which essentially means what? Two ninths? Is that what that is? Yeah, that's what that is. It's not as much as the one third you got, which is three ninths. It's slightly less than your time. And frankly, one level down, the level of planning ought not to be as significant. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll finish this one up next week. In the meantime, have a great one. So long.